It's the Popcorn Boys. Oh, hold on. I got to redo that. <laughs> Not the right inflection there. Three, two. It's the Popcorn Boys. And we're coming in hot. We are coming at you live from Culver City, California. I am Kyle Jamison. With me is Daniel Trainer. And Daniel, what you want? Baby, Baby I got it. Respect. Something you don't have for me? Something I saw in theaters. I'm, I can't believe this movie. I can't believe you saw this in theaters. Well, sorry. Some of us like to, you know, pay homage to our legends. This week, and also watch things for the podcast. But, you know. This mm. week on the Popcorn Boys, we are going to be diving deep into musical biopics. And you say biopics. And some people say biopics. And I do want to say now. If you say biopics, you work go work at Lenscrafters. <laughs> Lenscrafters. Opti- op- remember Lenscrafters culture was remember like Lenscrafters culture? <laughs> Wasn't Lenscraft Lenscrafters used to be everywhere? Wasn't there always like a Lenscrafters next to a Best Buy? And you're like, ooh, wow! If you get your glasses from Lenscrafters. Wow. Look, You're really moving up in the world. 2021, we live in a Warby Parker world. That's true. Everyone has their glasses at Warby. I have my glasses from Warby. My parents get their glasses from Warby now. It's it's now, infiltrated. Isn't it interesting? Warby Lens, Parker. Mr. Warby- Crafter. Mr. Lens E. Crafter. <laughs> He's falling on hard times. Now, as far as I know, Warby Parker is not a real person, right? It's like a brand name. No, it's a hipster. No, but no, for real. It's not a it, Warby Parker is not a real person, right? Yes, it is. No, okay, it's not. But Warby Parker, it might be. I want. Okay, hold on. Let it me is, look it up. Okay, fine. Look, I, I, I'm almost certain Warby Parker is not a real person. It sounds like it is. Feels well, very that's hip- the point. Feels right? pretty hipstery. Warby Parker feels like something Justin Timberlake was would name his kid. Oh, that's pretty good. Warby Parker Timberlake. But here's what I'm saying. Warby Parker, despite not being a real person, I absolutely want to have sex with Warby Parker. (laughs) The uh, co-CEOs of Warby Parker are Neil Blumenthal and David Gilboa. Oh, I can't believe they didn't want to name it that. Uh, Founded in 2010 in Philadelphia by Neil Blumenthal, Andrew Hunt, David Gilboa, and Jeffrey Rader. Mm, Oh, wait. Oh, here we go. Uh, the, the name Warby Parker derives from two characters that appear in a journal by author da- uh, Jack Kerouac. Oh, my God. That's that's really depressing. Oh. Okay, I will be taking my business to Lenscrafters. <laughs> Lenscrafters is back. Lenscrafters, you're back, baby. Warby Parker. What, what does that even mean? All right, we don't have time to get into this. Let's talk about this past weekend. Now, Let's talk about what really matters. We've mentioned respect. We're going to get into that in a moment. Yep. Before we do, we've got a box office challenge recap. And we have, ladies and gentlemen, woo, 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 big news. Was that your alarm sound? Woo, woo, woo. Whoop, whoop. Whoop, bam, bam, No, that was the first noise you ever made on the podcast. <laughs> I like to take it home. Nostalgia. Uh, big news uh, for the box office challenge. We've had our second dropout. Yeah. Uh, 
obviously we've previously reported that Downton Abbey Pre- two previously yeah previously reported yeah Downton we previously 2, reported which was on my team uh, has been pushed out of 2021 so it got replaced by my first backup uh, Spirit Untamed yeah do you think anybody cares about this other than us and the and now if we have, they don't that's better what do you mean I I I, I want people to not like this everyone. Everyone I see asks me about the box. Are, are you get, are you getting stopped on the street? Because I am. Somebody stopped me on the street the other day. They're like, "Congratulations!" Excuse me, are you a popcorn boy? Well, people come up and whisper in my ear, "Pop, pop," and I say, oh, "Excuse me." I'm like, "I listen." I'm like, "Wow, thank you, fans." But they whisper, "I listen." I listen. Yeah, I listen. But somebody someone came up to me the other day I was they, they come to me and they just go are you one of the titular popcorn boys and they said are you Daniel and you go no I'm Kyle and they're like no they're disappointed hmm, that's not true but I uh, somebody came up to me and they said congratulations and I said uh, thank you but I'm so sorry I don't know what you're talking about and they said free guy <laughs> what <laughs> I said, Free guy. And I said, well, thank you so much. That means a lot to me. And they said, it opened bigger than expectations. You must be really excited. Bigger than expectations. And I said, you know, you're right. Thank you very much. Free guy has made $37 million. Okay. Huge in this day and age. Uh, pretty mediocre. Huge. There's no such thing as mediocre in this day and age. Okay. We're all dying. Everyone's dead. Okay. Everyone's dead. When everyone's dead... Will you let me get to the big news? I you didn't, didn't even get, get there yet? I didn't even get there yet. Oh, I'm sorry. The big news is Hotel Transylvania, colon, Transformania, hotel is, no longer, is no longer being released box officely. How now, would you say that? Theatrically? Not no, box officely. No, I certainly wouldn't say box officely, or whatever you just said. It has been purchased by Amazon for, wait for it, one hundred gazillion dollars. Now Jeff Bezos does listen. Jeff Bezos is a fan, uh, and Jeff Bezos I do consider a friend and a brother. Um, I what I what I want to say is that I think that when because we're living in such a strange box office time, when a movie does get purchased like this, so for instance, when Hotel Transylvania gets purchased by Amazon for a hundred million dollars, that unfortunately for you does go into the box office challenge so I do get 100 million dollars. Uh, Thank you so much for that. Thank you very much. You do not. And in fact, I you cannot get wait to get congratulated for this on the street. Your first alternate is now part of your 20 and your first alternate as we have already hinted at is respect. Watch you. Now, <clears throat> hotel but before we move on here, the idea of paying 100 million dollars <laughs> For Hotel Transylvania, Transformania. One of the craziest things I think I've ever heard. One thing that I... A hundred million dollars. If this movie broke 50 million at the box office this year, it would be stunning. But something that I've really enjoyed learning over the past couple of years is that money doesn't mean anything. (laughs) No, really. What is money? Explain money. You can't. No one can it's Bitcoin. Is it NFT? NFTs, NFTs are, are so hot right now. What does NFT stand for? Non-fungible token. No fucking... Token. Non-fungible token. Okay, what do you use that? Chuck E. Cheese? They don't accept NFT. It's almost like 
hating on Bitcoin and these NFTs and these tokens, if you will, is almost more boring than being into them. But we live in a world that... Are you mining any cryptocurrency? Okay, cryptocurrency. Let me tell you. When I tell you that nothing has ever been more of a boner killer, less sexy, less anything, cryptocurrency, I'm telling you, if you have that word okay, so in your vocabulary, came out this past no, I'm not done. If you ha- if you say the word cryptocurrency just like in your daily life, die. <laughs> so free guy came out this weekend. It is uh, it thank is you huge. As of now, it has made thirty seven plus million dollars. Thank you. Hotel Transylvania Transformania has been purchased by Amazon for a hundred million dollars. It is now out of the box office challenge. The other big news, Venom, Let There Be Carnage, colon, uh, parentheses, at the box office this year, and parentheses, has been moved, pushed back nearly a month uh, from September 24th, I believe it was, to now October 15th. I'm not worried. And there are rumors out in the ether that that could get moved again, maybe even out of this year. Which, if that were to happen, uh, Daniel, you would have to plug in Zola, okay, your second on. alternate. <laughs> moving on. So, as we alluded to, respect. Oh, so the current standings. Uh, I'm still in first place with $689 million. Blah, blah, blah. Between my 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 movies. Embarrassing. I, you are at $515 million. Thank you. Uh, between 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6 movies. Hmm. Wow, interesting. So you are gaining ground. Someone call that a bloodbath. Gaining ground. A what? A bloodbath. Why? Because I'm about to kill you. Well, not if your movies keep performing like Suicide they Squad. Sorry, okay. sorry, 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 sorry. To talk the about... The Suicide Squad. Thank I apologize. you. Get it right. Okay. So let's talk about the reason for the season. <laughs> the reason for the season, my new catchphrase, is respect. So, Respect is a movie that I don't even necessarily want to say I was excited about, but I'm a bigger Rita Franklin fan, right? I've been looking forward to this movie for some time. Jennifer Hudson, Oscar winner, can she do it all? Some have said that. I followed her career in American Idol. Were you an American Idol person? This is, um, this is too much of a conversation you get into, but just briefly, were you? I dabbled. And I Who had were some of your favorites? Nicky and McKibben? couple seasons where I got into it fully. The Taylor Hicks season I watched start, of course. start to I finish. Mean, I, I mean, has there ever been anything more perfect? Than what? Than you saying, yeah, I dabbled. My favorite season, Taylor Hicks. No, I was saying that was the, yeah, the one you got season into I watched start to finish. You got into it for Taylor Hicks. No. Although he was great. He was my favorite. Taylor Hicks, the most talented American Idol con- contestant ever? I say yes. Listen, this is a hard week for the American Idol fan. What was his Carrie fan Underwood club? came out and liked a post about anti-masks. <laughs> okay? This is hard for all of us. Okay? Oh, it's man. a tough week for all of us. Didn't something else happen Idol-related? Oh, Kelly Clarkson's in a contentious divorce. Don't even get me started on Kelly Clarkson, one of the only good celebrities. And I actually cannot have you say anything other than that right now. Do you watch Kelly? 
Okay, it's called The Kelly Clarkson Show. It's not just called Kelly? Yeah, and have I tried to be in the virtual audience? Yeah, but it's too busy. This is a virtual audience? It might be in person now, but during the pandemic. Oh, I see, see. During the pandemic, did I you try to You could, like, get, attempt to be in it? Did I try to be in it? Of course I did. And did I get... They full? were like, ooh, no. Well, you do know. No, thanks. Well, you do know my Kelly Clarkson story. Oh, God, here we go. I was there when she won. Were you? And I had a sign. I think I may have said this on the podcast already, but I was there when she won. What did your sign say? Kelly wins. Kelly wins? I was that po- I was that confident. That's what your sign said? I was that confident. Why did you make a sign that said that? Because she was up against Justin Guarini. What's his last name? Guarini of Dr. Pepper fame. What? Of Dr. Pepper fame. I don't get it. He's in the Dr. Pepper commercials now. He is? You've seen them a billion times. I don't follow Justin. You watch football. Well, I don't pay attention to Dr. Pepper Justin. He, what does he, he? Oh God! What does he sing in the commercial? He goes like, uh, ba 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 ba. No, wait. What is the Dr Pepper thing? He goes Dr Pepper. No, wait. What is it now? Can you look it up? Look up the no. Look up Dr Pepper. You look it up. I'm not looking up Justin's Dr. I'm Pepper. I'm monitoring movie. our levels. Uh, use your phone. Oh wait. <sighs> Fine. Hold on. You don't know the Dr. Pepper Justin Guarini commercials? No. Why would I know that? Because everybody does. It's America. I'm sure I would it's recognize Amer- it, but I don't think, oh, hey, that's the guy who lost season one of American Idol when Daniel was he there didn't... with a Kelly win <laughs> sign. He didn't lose. He came in second. I'm sorry. Did he win? No. See, this is another thing what about, like... participation medals for no, American but Idol is, now? This is another thing about, like... The you know the Olympics are over and the Olympics should be canceled. But the what am I doing, Doctor Guarini, Justin Guarini, Doctor Pepper? You don't know this. This is shocking. Oh wow! Here the the first thing. All of the best Justin Guarini, Doctor Pepper moments. Wow, the whole compilation. No, but here's a commercial. Oh no, this is it. Hold on. What is happening? You don't know this? Which one is he? What one do you think? Is he the one going up the stairs? Yeah. It's the sweet one. That's what it is. It's the sweet one. I didn't watch season one of American Idol. Okay. Did you watch season two? Who won that? Ruben? Clay? Well, only there can only be one winner. Ruben won. Ruben won. Yeah. Clay was runner up. I like. I was aware. I, I didn't watch them religiously, other than a couple seasons. Like I said. Yeah. Okay. I was big into it up until probably like season. Let, we need to talk more about Kelly wins. That's the best you could come up with. Okay. First of all, I thought it was like you should have just brought the the brought back your sable sign. <laughs> sable, call me. <laughs> At this point. Yeah, maybe, but like. I, I wanted Kelly more to, like, be my friend. As opposed to Sable, who you... Wanted to hypothetically fuck, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. Okay. All right. So, How, okay. What happened? Aretha. 
another person I would like to have hypothetically fuck, Aretha Franklin, but I can't because she's unfortunately passed. She has. So, okay. So, respect we thought would be sort of an interesting time to talk about musical uh, biopics. Again, if you said biopics, you know, hopefully you are dead at this point. Um, here's the thing. Most of these movies, and I'm talking about sort of the modern day biopic, are not particularly good, right? And we're going to get into it. I'm, That's the hypothesis we started out this exercise with. Yeah, and it's sort of like, why? Why aren't they good? So, Well, it's, it's two things. Yeah. It's, they are not particularly good, and they are disproportionately yes. awarded Oscars ba- despite their lack of... Uh, goodness <laughs> yeah no exactly so so i saw respect uh you know all, all, all jokes aside I, I i love aretha franklin I, I have loved her forever my entire life she's from detroit a city that i am also from um she do you think she's ever had detroit style pizza <laughs> i mean <laughs> i mean i think she had a lot of it near the end of her life you think she knows I'm what, what cut that, that means? Out, probably. <laughs> <laughs> no, probably listen, we love Aretha, but here, so here's the thing, right? This movie makes the mistake of leaning into mediocrity. So, I think a trap that a lot of these modern day biopics fall into is that they focus so much on. What made this person's life hard? What made this person's life difficult? And of course, that's interesting. And I think Aretha had a very difficult life, certainly a very difficult upbringing. But we don't get Jennifer Hudson, who plays Aretha in this movie, we don't get Jennifer Hudson until... I mean, it must be at least 20 or 25 minutes in. Right. So we're focusing on her as a kid. Little Aretha, right? And this movie is just as much about the men in her life as it is about Aretha, which I found to be really obnoxious. It's about her dad. It's about her first husband. Forrest Whitaker plays her dad. Marlon Wayans plays her first husband. And they're they're bad people. They abuse her. They're verbally abusive. They're sexually abusive. And it's just like this. It's not about Aretha Franklin. It's like we're watching this movie about one of the greatest entertainers in history. And it's about the men in her life and the way that her success sort of infiltrates their lives. Right. So also. So it's kind of like the uh, I mean, I guess if you're if you're looking back at her life, the kind of obstacles that she had to overcome are are these men Sure. But then it be, kind of becomes... Well, that's the thing. Like, so much of her story are these men, right? It's how these men influence her life. And that's not something that you can discount. It's what made Aretha Aretha, right? But it's like, ultimately, uh, it doesn't really make for a very fun viewing experience. And then we really get to the crux of this entire thing, which is that... God bless Jennifer Hudson. I think Jennifer Hudson is an incredibly talented person. And Aretha wanted Jennifer to play her. Like, she was chosen by Aretha right. before she passed away to play her in this movie. This never gets above Aretha Franklin cosplay. 
Got this it. is Jennifer Hudson playing Aretha Franklin. Nobody else could do I, – I, I firmly believe nobody else could do it she, any better. She's the only person in the world, I think, that can realistically – I think I agree with that. I mean, if you just think of what is Aretha best known for, it's like having arguably the most powerful singing voice okay, so this of leads, all time. This leads me into the worst mistake this movie makes, right? Uh-huh. And this leads into – this is good because this leads me into some of my, my bigger thoughts about these biopics. The worst mistake this movie makes is over the credits, they play... Opening or closing? Closing. Over the closing credits, they play... Oh, actual Aretha? Actual Aretha's performance at the Kennedy Center Honors. Yes. When she does uh, Natural Woman. Yes. And she's performing for the Obamas. It's the best three minutes of the entire experience. Of course. It's, she's incredible. I have goosebumps the entire time, right? Goosebumps that I never had during the movie. The movie is just clunky and just deals with like like Martin Luther King is like a big part of this movie. Like the guy who plays Martin Luther King in the movie. It's like because Aretha and Martin Luther King were like very good friends and she was a huge activist. And like seeing that is nice. But again, it's like... There are so many movies that deal with this sort of subject matter that it's dealing with in such a more nuanced way. And it never falls away from feeling just like it's just very – It's I, I hate to say that, but it's like kind of lifetime Like it's okay, just yes. so surface level. So I think we've hit, to me anyway, the two biggest issues I have in general with music biopics. Yeah. One is, is kind of what you're touching on here in the – like we're trying to encompass someone's entire life into this mm-hmm. movie. It's like we'll start with them as a kid. We'll, you know, they'll get the taste of wanting to be a singer, and then you know they'll go through a bunch of adversity and eventually become a great singer. Yeah, whatever. And it's like the 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 worst offenders of these movies kind of try to do that, and it's like you get this zoomed out version where we, you know, they they. They grow up as we go, and and the whole movie is just their whole life, basically. Right. Whereas the only movies that work in this format to me are the ones that kind of focus in on certain. And to me, this this goes for biopics in general, not just uh, music biopics. Like you yeah. mentioned, Martin Luther King. I think Selma as a movie actually works yeah. because it's it has a very narrow focus and is not trying to tell. The here, the all in all two hour history of Martin Luther King Jr. It's it, it focuses in on a specific event and the kind of reaction to it. But you're getting into another big point of mine for these movies, and that's the fact that when we look at Aretha Franklin, and when we look at most of the other sort of modern day biopic uh, features, the people who are sort of you know put at the forefront of these movies, I hate to say it. Their lives aren't that interesting. So when you look at Martin Luther King, there's a story to be told. When you're like, let's look at all the work he did, right? You don't need to go back to the beginning. It's, you can look, I mean, you could if you wanted to, but like Martin Luther King, as an example, does so much work in the small pocket of his life that that's all it needs to be. When you look at these people who are given these sort of like movie uh, adaptations, their stories aren't that interesting. Yeah, these are so so 
that so point one to me is is that whole life thing and yeah and the other big issue I have with it is the thing that you've already mentioned which is the the Aretha problem of well and, and this this goes for a lot of other biopics as well obviously because if someone is popular enough and impressive enough to make a music biopic out of uh-huh. they're going to be one of the best performers of all time should we get into it you know where we're going well yes so. There's two factions of what happens yes. in a music biopic. There's the respect version yep. in which Jennifer Hudson sings herself that's all the Aretha songs. That's exactly right. And then on the other end of the spectrum, there's the Bohemian Rhapsody version in which Rami Malek lip syncs all the performances and they dub in the Queen Freddie Mercury actual songs. <sighs> and so... I'm so fascinated by this dynamic because most of the time I feel we get the actor singing, mm-hmm. which is obviously uh, that, that to me is like, that's a catnip for actors where they get to kind of not only entirely become this person, but they're also, they're going to sing it themselves. Yep. And Taron Egerton sings Elton John and Rocket Man, and not well. And Joaquin Phoenix Sorry, well. sings Johnny Sorry. Cash and Walk the Line, and well. Jamie Foxx sings the Ray Charles songs in Ray, and so on and so forth. In fact, I mean, I'm sure there are, but Bohemian Rhapsody is kind of the one example I can think where they put in okay. of these popular biopics where they actually just put in the real person's so songs, listen, which is kind of insane. This so this is something we have to talk. So, Bohemian Rhapsody, a movie that, as you know, up until this week, I had never seen. And had really made a big part of my personality to say that I hated it without ever having seen it, which is something I do love to do. That is one of the hallmarks of my personality. Yes, I can rattle off like eight movies that you quote-unquote hate. Green Book, go on. Green Book, it was Joker for a while, but you eventually saw saw that. Was I right? Wow, hated it more than I even thought. Uh, Let's see, Bohemian Rhapsody, Green Book, Joker. There are others. So I never seen it, right? I just, I, I, it just, it just never happened, and I hated it in spite of that. And yes, I stand by the fact that I hate things that I haven't seen. Okay. Yeah. Some Wait, people you, don't you like, like that. You like to. I you know, like to project things. You like to hear the seen. the consensus about a movie and then sure. say, "Oh, how embarrassing." Okay. First of all, no. The con- well, okay. So you're saying that I like to go against the grain? With no, 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 no. Okay, Bohemian Rhapsody is the biggest movie that's ever happened. It was nominated for Best Picture. Yes, I'm not talking about popularity-wise. I'm talking about all of a sudden there becomes like... Oh, the pretentious people I follow on Twitter, of course. Pretentious Twitter consensus. Of course. They're like, well, actually, Green Book. I mean, whew. Never seen it. Let's do a Green Book episode. You're going to watch it? Sure. So all it takes... It would just be... Yeah, it would just be... Wouldn't it be fun if I loved Green Book? Actually, (laughs) Green Book really hit me in the heart. Okay. Green Book's... Fine. That's enough out of you. Okay. Bohemian Rhapsody. So I go into this thing, right? Truly go into this with an open heart and an open mind. Okay? I really did. I go into this thing thinking, you know what? Whatever. I'm trying not to be pretentious for once in my life. Let's see what, you know, Rami and the boys have in store. Rami and the boys. This movie is such an affront to filmmaking 
Oh, God. To artistry? This is, this is a great take four years after to, it came out. I know. I don't give a shit. Fast forward if you want to hear me talk about Walk the Line. <laughs> to the legacy of Freddie Mercury, okay? And then also just like to what we look at as like performance. It's so, so bad. What is? All of it. Here's what I will say. I don't First think all of it is bad. Here, well, okay. I don't think I, I don't think it's a particularly good movie. Here's what I will. Okay, so here's what I will say. God, I'm sorry. I'm going to try and be brief about some of this. But first of all, Brian Singer, what are we doing? Brian Singer directs this movie. He's a terrible person. He's a. I, that's it. Why? Why? Why are we doing that? Second, he was removed from the movie before they put it out, right? What does that mean? He directed it. Somebody else finished it, I think. Who cares? Um, so, briefly, to make a movie about Freddie Mercury, one of sort of the, not sort of, one of the pioneering sort of gay performance artists, just human beings really in the world during the time of AIDS, obviously, to not really focus much on his sexual identity and then sort of the AIDS crisis. It's like it's like making a movie about 9/11 like not talking about airplanes. It's like it's the whole thing. Airplanes? Airplanes. I think maybe like, like shootings. I think maybe like terrorism is kind of the fine. Where sure. You- airplanes terrorism, whatever you want to say, okay? There was so little justice done to any of that, and I I don't need to yell about it. But there, <laughs> there's one scene I do have to bring up. I am so sorry. After Freddie Mercury gets it... <laughs> I, I don't know what you're talking about. What scene are you talking about? It is one of the craziest things I have ever seen in a movie. Freddie Mercury tests... <laughs> Oh dear, we've lost him. Okay, no, because, we've lost him. Okay, so Freddie Mercury gets his AIDS diagnosis, right? We see this, whatever. Like they abstractly talk about him being like you know a gay man during the entire thing, whatever. So Freddie Mercury gets his AIDS diagnosis. <laughs> he's walking out of the office, right? He's walking out of the doctor's office as he's about to walk out the door. There is another, obviously, like, you know, man who is there for either AIDS treatment or is just tested positive, whatever, sitting. And as Freddie is about to leave, this random man on a bench goes, Ayo! (laughs) And Freddie turns around and is like, Ayo! It is one of the most offensive things I have ever seen. So here's... I love this it. is this is enough of me. Ew, ew. Please. He goes, ew, as he, it, he was just. <laughs> he's leaving the office after getting his AIDS diagnosis, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, we hear, ew. It's. 
remarkable. That's outstanding filmmaking. Okay. It just is. That's... Okay. <laughs> but so you're getting into the crux of this. It's horrific. You're getting into the crux of this entire thing, which is at no point during this movie did I not wish I was just watching a Queen concert. Yeah, there's there's a big thing like there's internet videos of of the live aid performance where it's like on the left you see from the movie Bohemian Rhapsody on the right the actual performance. Okay, it's like, I'm sorry. The final twenty minutes of the movie are the live aid. Performance. It's like shot for shot. I know, and he's not even singing. So why am I not just watching the live aid version? That's what I'm talking about. They're I just know, miming the whole thing. It's insane. It's drag. He's doing Freddie Mercury drag. He's not even singing. <laughs> he's not even singing. And yet, maybe the best decision they made on this movie. Yeah, I mean, maybe. Yeah, I mean, I have no idea if Rami Malek can sing. We know for sure he's and God, not. I don't want to find out. I really don't want to find out. <laughs> well, we know he can't sing like Freddie Mercury because nobody they would have let him sing for the movie, and nobody can. Thank you. So I almost respect the decision to be like, you know what? Let's just we'll just play the songs. And this is obviously one where they could just literally play the songs because the movie is produced by the other the remaining Queen band members. It's just. I just love the, the scenes in Bohemian Rhapsody where they, like, come up with the songs. I've, I don't know if I've ever seen a realistic movie biopic scene where it's like, how did they how did they come up with that all-time They never ring true to me. You know what I mean? They're like... Of course. They're just, like, messing around on guitar. It's like, dun-dun-dun-dun. Dun, and then Freddie, like, jumps in the door, like, another one. They, they just pieces together. Well, of course, like, Brian May has to get the scene in where he's like, I actually came up with... Yeah, yeah, exactly. You. Like, that was actually me. Just but so in know. every one of these biopics, there's one of those scenes where it's like, all right, how did I come up with... Oh, yeah. Whatever song. But this is the thing. It, like, it makes me... Oh, how do I say this without being just annoying and pretentious again but it's like late. it's this isn't even a movie right it's not even a movie it's that people love queen and guess what i do too i love queen we're essentially going to watch a concert film so this which right whatever fine queen's music gets people excited gets me excited the idea that Rami Malek won an Oscar for this is obscene. I agree with you, and yet I feel like I need to push back a little bit. Because of the teeth? Don't get me started on the teeth. <laughs> no, not because of the teeth. I mean, there. this is a type of performance that I'm just not really into. It's this, like, ultimate impression acting where you're just he's just doing this Freddie Mercury impression. Yes. That being said, he does a good job at that you know he's like not the, even singing I'm, I'm i'm talking aside from the singing I the know. mannerisms of the voice when he's speaking okay so he's lips watch drag race every single week week on rupaul's drag race there's a better lip sync than rami malik in bohemian rhapsody i don't doubt that i'm, I'm not even talking about when there's i'm talking about the rest of the movie basically sure but I think he's at his best when he is lip syncing. I think his performance when he's not is pretty embarrassing. I think it's like fine. Like it's a it's a good Freddie Mercury impression. Sure. But it's it's still insane 
that that wins best actor. It's like people are like, oh. I, it, it feels like the thing where he won best actor when they put out the first poster. When it was like, oh my God, yeah. he looks just like Freddie did at Live He 8. won it because he kind of looked like him. And it, like, people are, are people just fooled by that? It just makes so, you a little nuts. What was, uh, in that sense of the performance, so like Jennifer Hudson is, as of now, obviously, it's very early, but she's considered one of the potential Best Actress winners, or at least nominees. Not, yeah, I, I would say nominees at this point. But where does this land on the kind of it's a great spectrum question. for you after after watching it? Like, uh, do, how did you think the performance was, one? Sure. And two, do you think it'll it'll lend itself to Oscar voters? Well, it's a great question. And I think it's interesting because I think what Freddie benefits from, or I guess what Rami benefits from, from playing Freddie, is that he had some mannerisms that were sort of well-known, right? And had a look that was kind of like They're kind of like big And everybody's seen the Live Aid performance. It's like everybody has seen that. Aretha is a little bit more nuanced. Yeah. We know her voice. Right, it's right. more about the voice, and Jennifer is singing. Does Jennifer quite get there? No, but it, that's like saying, you know, uh, I don't know, does uh, uh, anybody paint like Da Vinci? Yeah, they're a really good painter, but are they Da Vinci? Da Vinci was a painter, right? Does anybody play quarterback like Tom Brady? Okay. <laughs> I mean, no, of course not. Uh, Does anybody run in a movie like Tom Cruise? No, he's the goat. <laughs> but ult- ultimately, I respect Jennifer's performance a lot more because she is singing. Right? Yeah, no, I, I understand that for sure. I'm just wondering about the She's whether not, she, this is the type of. I, I think what the point you make. I, I think there's two things. One is the kind of bigness of the Freddy yeah. character, and and like the almost ticks that that you uh-huh. can do that like are obvious. For people watching, yeah, in a in a non nuanced way, which we both agree is bad for a performance, but resonates generally, I think, in a in a bigger way than a more nuanced performance. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I think Rami won the Oscar because people like Queen, right? And and it was also just like a weak year for Best Actor, but. To talk about Rami, I think we also have to talk about the aforementioned Taron Egerton, who plays Ellen John in yes. Rocketman, a movie that, again, I somehow just saw for the first time this past week to sort of talk about on this week's episode. Rocketman, I guess I'll give my thoughts briefly, but I I think it's a better movie than Bohemian Rhapsody, and I think it starts off really strong. But again, and I hate to say this, I... I love Elton John. I've seen Elton John in concert. I think Elton John's great. Is his life that interesting? I think they tried, you know, with, with the the framing device of the therapy. That they tr- worked initially. Yes, for me. I agree. But it eventually is becomes a bit much. We get to the end where little Elton is asking big Elton for a hug. Oh, and yeah. like, oh God. It just gets all so saccharine. And then like Bryce Dallas Howard plays Elton's mom the entire movie. 
<laughs> where like she like plays his mom when he's a little boy, but then right, like right. at the end of the movie, she's still his mom. They're <laughs> nine years apart in real life. Okay, they're nine years apart. So Rocket Man works a little bit better than Bohemian Rhapsody for me because it leans a little bit more into just like let's celebrate the music. But then eventually we just get. Uh, I don't know. It just gets a little clunky. Well, this was a clear example of, to me, like Elton is one of the great, again, again, you don't get a biopic if you're not, but one of the great just performers of all time. Sure. And this is one where Taron Edgerton, who I think does a pretty good job, generally. I have my thoughts on this. But he, he's just not Elton John He's not performance-wise. Not he even in the same. He gives a decent performance. He does not sound at all like Elton John and he, at all and it's it he he just doesn't quite have the voice right. and if you're gonna have and a basically biopic basically nobody does which is the whole issue with a musical biopic right so there's only one Elton John and so when someone is yeah. doing a not that great or, or like almost an impression of it mm-hmm. and I think ultimately this is why they had in Bohemian Rhapsody they just played the song so they don't run into this issue right and like I agree with you that Rocket Man is a little more successful as a movie, but that where the scenes where where we're just listening to Elton performances don't quite land just because it's not Elton John. And it doesn't even sound like him. You know? Like it doesn't and like Taron doesn't quite he just doesn't bring the same thing. So maybe, you know, maybe I'm sounding like a hypocrite where it's like, well, you know, Rami Malek didn't even sing at all, but at least we got to hear Freddie. <laughs> right. And then in Rocket Man, it's like, oh, he didn't sound well, like what, him at all. I guess that's the question: is what what's preferable? Uh, it's uh, a great question. The actor actually singing, but you're just going, eh, that's not as good. Or the it's a, uh, it's a great playing question. music and going, well, the actor isn't even singing. It's a great question. The answer is: Do you know what the answer is? Uh, Honestly, do you know what the answer is? It's Jennifer yes. Hudson in respect. No, who, the answer is who does he's, she's she's the middle she's the middle ground of those two movies. The movie isn't good, okay. but she is the middle ground of those where she sounds great and sounds enough like Aretha where you believe it, but you also know that you're there's for me there's nothing there's something very like the thing that I liked about Respect the most and when it succeeded the most and it does at times. You know you are listening to Jennifer Hudson singing. Right. Live. Right. That's exciting. It's not exciting for me personally listening to somebody lip sync in the movie. That is not interesting to me. It's just not interesting to me. When you said you know what the answer is, I think the answer is just this is why musical biopics don't really work for me. I I that's another great answer that Most I of the agree time. with. Uh yeah, one more one quick point on Rocket Man. Yes, I have a I have a quick point as well. Go ahead. It, if it's the same, well, it's not gonna be the same. It won't be. I was blown away that they did not resort to using Princess Diana. Oh, and having I forgot Elton, about that. And having Elton sing "Candle in the Wind." I was shocked that they didn't do that. Shocked. <laughs> Interesting. I could not believe that they didn't have him performing at the funeral. My, I couldn't believe it. Oh, that would have been great. They should have done it. Yeah, she's so hot right now. <laughs> um, my my last takeaway was, I in general I like Rocket Man as a movie. I don't love it, but I thought it was I enjoyed it. Uh, I saw it in the theater. I haven't seen it since, but um, 
and probably the, the, works better in the theaters than it does at home. Yeah. And then the thing I liked about it was that they got a little bit creative in the kind of visual storytelling of uh-huh. this movie. Obviously, Elton, he, he was in a million different outfits. They did cool transitions between outfits. And, and they did some kind of fantastical aspects. Yeah. Like uh, the performance at what's the... Is it Dodger his, Stadium. No, no, no. His first... The Troubadour. At the Troubadour where he starts like floating above the piano and stuff like that. That actually sticks with me as like a scene from this movie. Whereas Bohemian Rhapsody, all the only one I remember is the Live Aid one. That's only because it's the exact. It's almost like I wanted more of that. Yes. Rocket Man. It was almost like if we're going to go all the way in, lean all the way in. I think those were the moments where that was successful. Agree. Agree. So much like how you took a couple of biopics you had never seen before in yep. Bohemian Rhapsody and Rocket Man. Rocket Man. There was one famous music biopic that I had never seen and that's Walk the Line. I so I watched that for the first time this week. Love is a burning, burning thing. thing. <laughs> So, what was your relationship with Johnny Cash going into this? So, Johnny Cash, I was mostly unaware of him other than just as kind of a, you know, I I had never really listened to his music. I'm not saying before I watched this movie. I'm saying back when uh, when he put the uh, put out the album with Hurt on it. Uh, oh, sure. It was in the early 2000s and became yeah. like a smash hit. Yeah. And so that was kind of my, like, entry into Johnny Cash. And then I sure. listened to him a little bit. You know, it's not like I'm a, I'm a super fan or anything. But that sure. kind of introduced me to him. Um, and so I became familiar with him from that. And then Walk the Line came out only a few years later. Yeah. Um, which, again, I didn't see. But I, I, I listened, actually, to the Walk the Line soundtrack. But didn't see the movie. Correct. Okay. I don't really know how that happened. You were, busy. but I remember being in college listening to like the Joaquin Phoenix Reese Witherspoon version of Jackson. That's it's a little depressing. And then I would listen to like you're probably yeah. Let me guess. You had like had your like you know dorm room door open. Oh yeah. Some, People were just like listening to some, popping like, their heads in like whoa. You guys going to Jackson? Is that the Reese Witherspoon walking Phoenix version of Jackson? Way down to Jackson Town? This guy must be cool as hell. Absolutely, super chill vibes in uh, Holmes it was Hall. Bad, and then, wait, Holmes Hall? There's a Holmes Hall at Michigan State. Wow. Didn't live there, of course, but where does that was my sophomore year dorm? I forget the name of my freshman year. Really? What was it? I feel like I'm, I'm close. No, that you wasn't feel it. Feel like you're close. How many dorms are there? I'll remember it and just yell it out. At okay, some point fine. Yeah, I can't wait for that. So anyway, walk the line. I had never seen it before. Sure. This is another one that falls a little bit into the "here's my whole life as a movie" trap. Yes. However, I think it's the successful version of that. I actually really liked this movie. I think Walk the Line is pretty good. I think it's excellent. I would not say that. I I, I but go would. on. I believe Walk the Line is excellent. Excellent. Excellent movie. I think Walk the Line is good. 
It's a bit long. Every movie is. But this one kind of hits a nice middle ground of... It, it's a little bit, I don't want to say cheesy, but it has the kind of... Here are the struggles that... The familiar beats. That Johnny Cash went through. Yep. But I think the songs mostly work. Yep. Uh, and I, to me, this is kind of... An example. And Joaquin and Reese are both singing. And and I think that's the key point. Joaquin and Reese are both excellent. Let's just talk about it. I mean, that, that I think that's the difference... Is that they are both excellent actors and they mostly nail the songs. Yeah. Oh, I would say. Hence, I was listening to them in my dorm room. <laughs> hey, hey, in, ladies! In 2006. Hey, ladies! You hear this? <laughs> and so, they you you know it's not Johnny Cash right. singing when Joaquin is doing it, but he's like. But he. Can I do you know what do you know what I think benefits this? Yeah, yeah. We're not quite as familiar with the songs. That's probably true. You know, I know I I listened to a little bit more Johnny Cash than you growing up probably, but still yeah. not like a a ton. So these songs are like, yeah, I know that song, but it's not so ingrained in my head where I'm comparing him to the original. I'm just sort of watching it. That's probably true. Um but I do think, you know, obviously Joaquin Phoenix isn't, you know, the best singer in the world. But he is one of the kind of all-time great transformational actors of the kind of the current age, sure. right? Like that's, sure. I think that's fair to say. And, and in doing that, he kind of encompassed – and again, like you said, not – wasn't the most familiar with Johnny Cash, but – it felt right watching it in terms of that performance. Yeah, and I think what we're dancing around here is the fact that I think this movie succeeds. So we're talking about Rocketman, Bohemian Rhapsody, Respect, what we've talked about so far. This movie is interesting because I think going in, I, I don't really know, but I think going in, this was probably looked at as a Johnny Cash biopic, right? Yeah. But really, it becomes a Johnny and June biopic. Right. Right? So, Reese wins the Oscar for this. Yes. Uh, Joaquin is nominated, but doesn't win. Yeah. So, I think it benefits from not just being sort of focused on a singular person. But it's also interesting that Reese, I clock this, Reese wins wins Best Actress. She doesn't show up in this movie until 30 minutes in. It was a long time, yeah. She's not in until 30 minutes into the movie. Right, because we get... We get the... It's the Johnny, Johnny backstory. childhood. Yeah. Although we hear June Carter on the radio at one point. We sure do. Uh, and then... And Reese... Again, uh, and for as little... Uh, for as much as I maybe wasn't super familiar with Johnny Cash, or, or at least familiar with him as I was, but not a super fan, June Carter I was basically... Sure. Almost entirely unfamiliar with, other sure. than just hearing a couple songs that she had with Johnny. I, so that lends itself to being like, wow, this, she was Reese was great. I did not remember how magnetic Reese was in this movie. Yeah. She is perfect. She's very, very good. She's perfect. Does it does it feel like a best actress winner? Eh, I don't know. 
That's for the suits to decide. I'm on board with it. I love living in a world where Reese Witherspoon has the best actress Oscar. Love it. Wouldn't I mean, want to be here. If, if if she didn't, I wouldn't be here anymore. She I would have won gone. for election already by this point, but here we are. Yeah, of course. This is like not even top five favorite Reese performances probably for me. But she is so goddamn charming in this movie. And let's just 100%. say it. Beautiful. Oh, of course. Like, I love Reese with brown hair. Reese is a brunette is like killer. I absolutely love her. She's perfect. She's perfect. Legally brunette? <laughs> like, I think this is what it comes down to. It's a generally well-made movie. Does it feel I was like- just going to mention James Mangle directed this one and he just kind of he knows what he's doing, but it's not like exceptional. Well, it's like it's like the best version of this kind of cookie cutter I agree. way to tell the story of someone's life. I agree. I, I do have one. I nit- actually I have, I have one, one too, nitpick but go with first. this movie. Go first. And in particular, their relationship as told in the movie. Wait, Johnny and June? Yes. Okay. I have one with Johnny and his first wife, but come on. Okay. What the hell? Why does... June Carter like Johnny Cash? (laughs) Well, it's a great question. It's very unclear in the movie. And like, okay. Other than just like, he's Johnny Cash. Like, he's a mess. And he's kind of just hoping that she'll save him the whole time. And eventually she does. Are we supposed to think that the final scene where he will not stop proposing to her in public <laughs> is supposed to be romantic? It kind of is. He's like, but like it's, it's very weird. It's not. He's yeah, he's weird. But yeah, I think Walk the Line is a good example of what I fell into a burning ring of fire. Written by June Carter, of course. I went down, down, down. 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 Oh, that was another flames went higher. That was another example of a of a musical biopic where it's like and this is how they came up with the song there's just a scene where like Reese is like walking around going ring of fire like (laughs) for no reason whatsoever she's just like kind of I know whispering that to herself as she's walking around like what what the hell it kind of works well no if you remember how she came up with it remember she was driving up to the house after like being on the road with Johnny and sort of like being in love with Johnny whatever and her daughters run out and she like Starts crying, and Reese goes something like, "Oh, it burns! <laughs> <laughs> it burns, burns, burns!" <laughs> That's not how she came up with the song. Come on. Okay, so briefly, I want to touch on uh, something else that I watched for the first time this week, which I think is maybe my favorite example yet of how to do a biopic correctly. And that is uh, a movie called The Coal Miner's Daughter about Loretta Lynn starring Sissy Spacek who won the Oscar for playing Loretta Lynn. Loretta Lynn. Yes. Refresh, please. Maybe the most famous okay. country female singer of all time. That, obviously not true. But who continue. is? Faith Hill. Who do Faith you know? Hill. Name a country. Name a female country singer I will sing their song. Because, of course, I do... Well, now I don't want to name any. Okay, well, who do you know? Come on. Dolly Parton. Okay, great. Dolly's probably... 
Dolly at this point is probably yeah. She's she's better known than Loretta. You know shit. Well, she made the vaccine. What? She made the vaccine. Dolly did. Yeah, Dolly made. Yeah, and then, actually, Loretta. Not many people know this, but Loretta was responsible for Johnson and Johnson. Yeah. What? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Dolly funded the vaccine. Dolly. Okay, that, that that's not true. But she was also in the lab. <laughs> What are we even talking? What is the story? I'm not even really familiar with the story. It just seems weird. Oh, Loretta yeah. Lynn's still alive. Yeah, she still makes music. She made a great album with Jack White, like, recently. Loretta Lynn really? fucking rules. Huh. Well, there you go. I'm uh, not super familiar with Loretta Lynn. You, okay, well, I, I challenge you to watch Coal Miner's Daughter. Here's the thing. That's a terrible title. Okay, it's it's her most famous song, so... The Coal Miner's Daughter? Yeah, Coal Miner's Daughter. That's the name of a song? Yeah, because guess what? She is. In real she, life. Her, her One of her parents was a coal miner? If, if you had to guess which one, what would you say? Well, I don't want to be sexist, but I'm going to guess her dad. Okay, well, this is, you know, Kentucky back in the you know 1940s or whatever. It's a really it, it's it's a it's a great movie. I, I'd never seen it before. I'd always wanted to see it. CC Spacek, Tommy Lee Jones plays her husband. Uh, it's really well done, and it's it. I I think what it benefits from is it places the emphasis sort of on the person rather than the music, and I think that that's where you succeed when you're doing something like this. Um, but it's great. Loretta Lynn. You've never heard of Loretta Lynn. I'm familiar with the name, but... Oh, here we go. I'm familiar with the name. If, you know, 20 minutes ago, you had said, tell me something about Loretta Lynn, I would have been like, country singer? You said what? Country singer? Oh, country singer. But I said, and really, I'm very unsure of this. God, oh, I didn't understand the inflection. And I definitely wouldn't have been able to name a single song. Loretta Lynn rules. Hold on. Let me play the coal miner's daughter. Loretta here. Lynn rules. You heard it here first. <laughs> Name another. Okay. So okay, play some. Yeah. Play some Loretta. Hang Love on. This. I'm, I'm bringing up Loretta. Name another female country singer. I already did. Name another one. Um, You said Faith Hill already? <laughs> Shania. Oh, my God. Shania. The queen. Sorry. In concert, of course. The power went out. All right, I don't want to sit through this ad. To play. Did I tell you when I saw Shania Twain in concert, the power went out and she had to run off stage? We thought there was a bomb. Hang on, stand by. <laughs> this is great. Wow. That, she rules. Do you know who... What a song. So she was, in real life, she was really good friends with Patsy Cline. Do you know Patsy Cline? Uh, another one where I'm aware of the name, but not super familiar with the So birth. guess who plays Patsy Cline in Coal Miner's Daughter? I have no guesses. Beverly D'Angelo. I thought you were going to say Beverly Cleary. <laughs> Beverly D'Angelo. Yeah. Of vacation fame? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's great. Huh. She does unfortunately pass. Beverly D'Angelo? <laughs> no. Patsy Klein. But Beverly D'Angelo, is she still with us? 
She's alive, right? Going, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. It feels like Beverly D'Angelo is good for sort of like a... Like, if she were in some sort of, like, prestige project, Beverly D'Angelo could, like, win an Oscar. Do you agree? Yes or no? Uh, no. Okay. Well, wrong again. <clears throat> wrong again. Hold on. I'm looking her up to see what she's up to these days. Well, look up age. Uh, is she, come on. Come on. Be alive. Be alive. She's 69. Alive. Wait. She's how old? Hold on a second. She's how old? Hold just one she's second. She's how old? Wait just a minute. Did you know that she was Al? She was Al Pacino's partner for six years, from 1997 until 2003. <laughs> In the late 90s. Yeah. No. Wow. Really. That's unbelievable. That's hot as hell. What a power couple. Late Whoa. 90s Al Pacino. Wow. wow. So she was with Pacino. That feels like a dead zone for both of them. What was Pacino doing in, from 97 <laughs> it's to 03? It's post-Heat. Heat is 95, so 97. Well, we got the Insider in there. Oh, so Any she Given was... Sunday, maybe? I think that's around 2000, 2001. That sounds about right. The Insider. Wow, so Beverly was on set for The Insider. Beautiful. Absolutely. That's really nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good to know. I You're love right. Beverly. She, played, she was nominated for a Golden Globe for uh, her performance as Patsy Cline. There you go. All right, let's see what Beverly's been in recently. Can I guess an episode of The Blacklist would be my guess? Um, <laughs> looking for Beverly has had a three-episode arc on Chicago Med. <laughs> a few episodes here and there on some... I'm looking for the, the most recent, like, actual kind of thing. Uh, now, she wasn't in Jungle Cruise. Not great here. She was in the Vacation Remake. Probably oh has a cameo. God, that's right. Uh, I don't know what that is. I thought I did. TV. Uh, ever heard of the TV show Shooter? Uh, yeah, that was the one that was like canceled. That was oh, Ryan Philippi. Yeah. Oh, speaking of. Oh wow. Recent recent Ryan were married. I was looking up like Oscar pictures from when Reese won, and it's so weird. To see, like, cause Reese and Ryan Philippi were married when she won. And it's just weird to look at that. They look so young, and they. Oh, she was in twenty-five episodes of Entourage between two thousand five. And, and you didn't know that? I forgot. I have famously never seen an episode of Entourage, and never will. Okay, I've been to Fat Cells twice. We're, <laughs> we're gonna do a whole Entourage podcast. Where we... Okay, there is an Entourage movie, right? I would never. Like, I would watch anything. Famously, you know, did just watch Bohemian Rhapsody. I would never watch an episode of Entourage. Why? I can't do I, I just can't do that to me. I just can't do that to me. I don't understand the issue. I cannot do that to me. What does that mean? Cannot do that to me. Entourage started as a good, promising show. Yeah, and I've seen your former tweets. <laughs> pretty pretty slowly deteriorate into, like, sure. horrifically bad. Yeah. Well, isn't that... Whatever. A little bit of, like... Mm, I want to say Sex in the City... How dare you? It went off a cliff harder as somebody than who Sex is, in the City did. As somebody who never really watched Sex in the City as well, how dare you? Well, Sex in the City started as a really promising, cool, kind of original show, and then kind of slowly it never was. Became... I'm sorry to say it never was. You go back and watch some of those old eps. Oof. Oh, no, no. Like, early, the first couple seasons, Sex in the City, great stuff. Of course, but it's also, like, really racist. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's but what it I'm was saying. like, But it was groundbreaking. I guess is is what I'm saying. It was sort of like girls before girls. Yeah. 
But it became. It was sort of like. It it was sort of like. Sort of like Entourage for women. (laughs) It just became. Who would date who from Entourage and who would date Sex in the City? Let's see here. How many of the Entourage cast members can I name? Their characters or the actors? Turtle. Yeah. Aquaman. No. He plays Aquaman. Yeah, I know, but that's not. Turtle. Is Kevin Connolly? No. Really? Really. Kevin Dillon? No. Jeremy Piven? No. How many are there? There's basically one more. Turtle. I you you you've stumped me. You've, you've, you've stumped the, you've stumped the Schwab. <laughs> <laughs> Did you like that show? Yeah, I loved it. <laughs> oh, of course, I love Stump the Schwab. Oh, are you kidding me? That was, was he like... passed? Did he pass? No, Schwab. Did Schwab date Beverly D'Angelo? <laughs> They're dating now. Schwab was. Is he going to fill in for Max Kellerman? He knew everything. I mean, the Schwab was just. Now, I, my, my belief, and I remember saying this to people, and everyone said, "Please stop talking to me." I said, "They feed him the questions." Oh no, no, he's just a psycho. I'm sure he is, but they feed him the questions. No, 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 no. Should Schwab host Jeopardy? Anyway, you said you've been to Fat Sales. Fat Sales. Twice. I, well, I still That's live. That's Turtle. Jerry Ferrara. Jerry Ferrara. He loves to put fries on subs. That's Turtle. Right. Kevin Dillon. Because I used to live right across the street from the one in Hollywood. Kevin Dillon is Johnny Drama. Okay, this must be my thing. Johnny Drama, Kevin Dillon. Okay. Jeremy Piven plays. I know this, but I don't know it. Jeremy Ari Gold. He's Let the, me figure out something for myself. Kevin Connolly plays Johnny Comedy. E. His name's E. It's like Eric. the network. It's Eric, but they all call him E. Like the network. Do you and think we'll ever get name back to plays, Eli from the red carpet? Vinny Chase is uh, what's his name? Adrian Grenier. There it is. Do you uh, think we'll ever get back to Eli from the red carpet? We call him Mister Devil Wears Prada around here. Around. This apartment. He is Anne Hathaway's boyfriend in the Devil Wears Prada. Oh, yeah. I didn't look at the men in that movie. I don't look at men in movies. Okay, something you should. Oh know. no, yeah, you never do. <laughs> something you should know. If it's an all-female ensemble, the men can choke. Stanley Tucci in Julie and Julia didn't even notice him. Did you notice him in the Devil Wears Prada? No. Weird. Stanley Tucci, will he win an Oscar, yes or no? He should win an Oscar for his Instagram cooking videos. They're so hot. He's the best. You watch his show on CNN? No. Okay. Anyway. Uh, so the coal miner's daughter. What were we talking about? Coal miner's daughter. Lovely movie. Watch it. I'm In all seriousness. Really enjoy it. Sissy Spacek. Lover. Legend. Okay. So the... <laughs> Okay. <laughs> okay. Any other, any other um, musical biopics that you want to hit on? Oh God! Okay. Ray, so, did you have you watched Ray? Yeah, I I haven't seen Ray in a long time. I sort of have an aversion to Jamie Fox. All that, right, let me go through um, an aversion to Jamie Fox. Yeah, I just, I just watched Collateral the other day. He's great. Collateral's great, and Tommy. I hate. I mean, two of my least favorite people. Oh, Tommy C. 
Just just murking the people closer, left and right. Tommy the, C. The closer we get to me having to watch Top Gun for the first time uh, is truly terrifying. The more aroused you get? No. I'm sorry. It's not going to happen. There are hot people who are bad, and actually I don't get that aroused. And that's something that you should know. Well, that's boring. <laughs> Do you see me getting hard for Vladimir Putin? Smoke show. But he's a bad guy. I'm not pulling it out for him. Justin Trudeau. Emmanuel hmm. Macron. I'm just going to world leaders. Yeah, this is going well. Who's the hottest world leader? Um, I mean... Angela Merkel. <laughs> Angela. Uh, Trudeau would probably lead that poll, I imagine. Who's the hottest world leader who has done blackface? It's probably Trudeau as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, likely. Yeah. Um, not a world leader, but, you know, the soon-to-be-recalled Gavi News. <laughs> He's a handsome man. Never done Never done it for me at all. Gavin Newsom is a never, handsome man. Never... No... Never done it for me. How do you feel about the recall election? <laughs> Vote elder. Vote elder. Oh, God. Larry Elder for governor. Larry Elder. Larry Elder. Isn't it funny living in hell? <laughs> You're kind of, yeah. <laughs> uh, li- real quick, I'm going to run through the Oscar history. Real, yeah, famous last words. Real quick. The Oscar history of uh, involving musical biopics. Okay. We talk about how these – let's just focus on the actors themselves here. So we talked about Rami Malek wins Best Actor for Bohemian Rhapsody. Joaquin Phoenix was nominated, walked the line. Jamie Foxx wins for Ray. Uh, that's not that. That's basically it in recent history. Yeah. Um, yeah, Taron Egerton getting snubbed was – Yeah, I was surprised that he didn't get nominated, but – Ultimately, not sure we missed much. Yeah. I thought he did a nice job, but we've already talked about the kind of shortcomings in trying to be Elton John. Um, as far as Best Actress, we have uh, Marion Cotillard and La Vie and Rose. Thank you, life. Thank you, love. Never seen it. What? Really? Yeah. Interesting. What is that movie about? Edith Piaf? Ah, uh, yes. My girl, Edith. <laughs> <laughs> You've never seen La Vie and Rose? Really? Edith. I thought you were a big Marianne Cotillard fan. Oh, I do like her. Yeah. But, like, I don't need to see a musical biopic. This is my whole thing. I don't really like... I, you know, Kyle, we've been recording for an hour and a half about musical biopics. You can't see say that now. About Rice Pilaf. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Actual question. Do you think that was her nickname? No, hold on. Edith Rice Pilaf. <laughs> She goes by rice. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, hey, rice, come over here. That's rice pia. <laughs> Hold on. Actual question. Actual question. Were you a rice-a-roni person? Uh, no, I was a rice pia person. <laughs> I don't dislike rice aroni. No, but were you? No, for real though. Yeah, were you a rice aroni person? No. Really? I didn't dislike it. That's but so embarrassing. San Francisco treat. Ricerone was my entire childhood. Really? Oh my god, I loved Ricerone. I loved it. I would have like What were your what were your after school snacks? 
Um, not that mine was rice roni, but rice roni is more like. I, mean, oh. I have like mac and cheese sometimes. I was a big. Uh, I was a big English muffin pizza guy. I'm sorry. What? English muffin pizza. What? You take two English muffins. You take. Okay. You you slice them, and then you put like a piece of you cheese. Two, so you're making. When you say you're taking two, so you're two full English muffins. Yeah, so there'll be four. Well, so this is a meal. I just want a snack. Oh, well, whatever. English muffin pizza. You put a piece of cheese on each one and then a little tomato sauce and you just throw them in the oven for a little bit until the cheese melts and then you have a little English muffin pizza. You're not putting anything on it? I said cheese and tomato sauce. No, like pepperoni or anything? No. Oh. Okay. Uh, what are that snacks? I, mean, I would just have. I don't know. What, what did? Do you know what my? What did you have for snacks? I just had like chips and stuff, pretzels, popcorn. Obviously, I was a popcorn boy. One of the things that I used to love to do, and this is, I, I almost hate giving away my secrets, but remember? Oh yeah, everyone's dying to know your secrets. And I'm, I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure they still make them, but like the mini Oreos bags. Do you remember? Yeah. Like a little snack bag of mini Oreos. So one of my favorite things to do, I would pour a bag of mini Oreos into the bottom of a glass and then I would pour milk on top and so I would like set that in the fridge for I don't know let's oh, you say, put it in the fridge interesting for like 15 minutes or something come back drink the milk and then at the bottom was just like creamy Oreos and eat that with a spoon mm. wow okay I was living <laughs> I was living I like to put uh, and then like, I would go into the AOL chat rooms and it was over for you hoes scoops of peanut butter and like fluff in the freezer and oh eat that later wow it was great I was love also... wait you were a fluffernutter person yeah oh I was huge into that but it was the, nothing the... could be more of a choking hazard than frozen peanut butter or and or fluff you could what it was just very like sticky. It would oh. when it was hardened like that, you could just it could get caught in your throat and you could choke to death so easily. Interesting. But it was worth the risk. That sounds really good. Yeah, I want to try that. So, uh, best actress, we have Reese, we have Marion Cotillard. Uh, Angela Bassett was nominated for What's Love Got to Do with It. What's love got to do? We have the aforementioned Sissy Spacek. Cole Miner's daughter. God bless you, Sissy. Thank you for listening. Uh, Diana Ross in Lady Sings the Blues. Does that count? Yeah. Who's that about? The one who... <laughs> Ella Fitzgerald? I don't know. That's why I asked you. Funny Girl? Is that a, is that a music biopic? Uh, Billie Holiday, Lady Sings the Blues. Of co- oh, God. Of course. Well, that also brings up... I mean, the... United States versus Billie Holiday, where Andre Day played Billie Holiday oh, right. last year. One of the worst movies I've ever seen. Really? Oh my god! See, I just because there are so many of them have been so blah. I know. I just never get excited for them. Well, okay. So th- this leads me to <laughs> somehow we have more points to make here. We're leading it. Still leading into things? Well, because we are in this age, like, as you're saying. Oh, of like what's to come? That's where you're going? What is to come? Perfect. That's where I was going, too. Okay. So, great. So, the and these are just, like, there are, these are, like, the big ones. Like Forthcoming the, musical biopics. By the way, shout out to Straight Outta Compton. Yeah. Never, I know. Never, we didn't really touch on any of the hip-hop biopics, but there's been a notorious movie. There was a Tupac movie. I forget what it's called. Yeah. Eight Mile does not count to me. True. He's... He's playing he's, Rabbit. He's playing Rabbit. He's not playing Eminem. Uh, Straight Outta Compton is a pretty good movie. I know. I've never seen Straight Outta Compton. Oh, really? Much. I know. I don't... 
it's like it's a little bit of that same thing where it's like here's their whole life, but like uh-huh. it has a good energy to it. Sure. And so it and then the performances are pretty good, so that kind of works. Okay, so here here is what is coming down the biopic pipeline. Confirmed that we are getting a Whitney Houston biopic. Oh. That really? is starring Naomi Aki, who was in the latest season of Master of None. Okay. Sure. I mean, again, Whitney's life, th- this is exactly what we're talking about with all these. It's like, sure, it seems perfect, but it's like, I can already see it in my head. I mean, the Whitney biopic is going to be, I imagine, very dark. Well, this is what I'm, that's what I'm saying. And it's like, I, I get that. But I want it to focus on how talented she was as well, which is like I feel like we're missing from a lot of these. But we're going to run into the same issue we've been talking about in this one is that nobody can emulate Whitney Houston's voice. No. No. So how the hell are they going to Literally nobody. It's going to be – Here's an argument that I will make, and this is is a big argument. I would argue that Whitney is harder than Aretha. Careful. Whitney is like – it's its own thing. Yeah, that's probably fair. She, like, there's never been anything like it. Anyway, uh, we are uh, we are getting another Elvis Presley movie starring Austin Butler as... This is Boz Lerman directing. Yes, and Tom Hanks is in it. So as, at least this one, I mean, who the hell knows if it'll be any good, but... At least it's going to be like a Boz Lerman movie. So it's – Sure. I can't imagine it's going to be a cookie-cutter biopic. It's going to have probably weird elements to it. I hope so. And hopefully it's creative and fun and, and not there have already like, been like 12 Elvis bi- – again, Elvis, it's not that interesting. I know. It's not that interesting. He showed up. He was in Walk the Line. He was, yeah. I didn't know he toured with Johnny Cash. And again, I don't need to see Elvis in a Johnny Cash biopic. I don't care. <laughs> Uh, while we're on the Johnny Cash train, our boy James Mangold is directing a Bob Dylan biopic starring. Do you know? I know you know this, but I I, I had forgotten about this. Who is playing Bob Dylan? Timothy Chalamet. Oh, which three okay. strikes and you're out. I don't know. We Dude. haven't even talked about. I'm not there. Mangold, Dylan, Chalamet. To me, is like. Oh, those are three, the three stri- strikes. I love Timmy, but like, I don't know. I mean, again, well, eh. we didn't even talk about "I'm Not There." the The other Bob Dylan, can we call it a biopic? I don't know. I guess where Kate Blanchett and Heath Ledger and Christian Bale and Others. Ten other people play him. <laughs> right. It's I love it. It's great. It's like and it's like Todd Haynes directed this great director. It's like at least he's right. doing something. Anyway, one of, yeah, exactly. It's cool other movies we're getting. Uh, there are there have always been this, and I can't imagine it's going to happen. I, it will happen. You know, there are always these rumors of a Michael Jackson biopic. Uh, that hmm. apparently there are some people attached to it now. That, uh, that feels. We are postponed at least. Yeah. So the other three uh, that I do want to talk about, Cher is getting a biopic. Oh. Cher announced this on social media a couple months ago that she will be like producing and like working on it with people. By the way, that's the worst thing that happens to biopics is when the the focus of the biopic well, is heavily involved. I will get to that uh, in just a second. Also, we are getting it. Do you know who Peggy Lee is? Peggy Lee on the Loretta Lynn. No. Patsy, country singer, uh, who will be played by Michelle. Sounds familiar, but will be played by Michelle Williams. Sure. And then the one that, oh baby, 
I I could not be more excited for, but could also not be more terrified for. Uh, the script is in for the Madonna oh. biopic that was written by Diablo Cody, Ugh. co-written, I believe, by Madonna, Ooh. and will be directed by Madonna. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> like that. We know it's not been casted yet. No, but there are rumors that Julia Garner might be playing young Madonna. Okay. Uh, which checks out. I mean, she sort of looks exactly like her. Um, Madonna, someone might be able to pull off. I agree with that, and and that's yeah. I mean, Madonna. I, I'm I love Madonna, but yeah, Madonna. Madonna's not known for her voice, right? Um, could pull it off for sure. Can you direct your own biopic and have it be legitimate? I would be inclined to say no. <laughs> Absolutely not. But that's actually why I'm, that, I'm interested yeah. in it because of that. And it's also – Madonna has directed herself before in Swept Away, a movie that I do believe swept the Razzies. Swept the Razzies <laughs> away. Uh, so it's you know, it's not like we're getting you know Spielberg directing his biopic, right? It's like it's – Right, right, right. It's, it's tough. But uh, God bless. We love of those, what if you could only watch one, what would it be? Well, Madonna, obviously. I mean, for the camp value of it. Which of those do I expect to maybe be the best? Uh, kind of the Peggy Lee. Because this gets to, like... Peggy Lee? I... I, I mean, I guess Mich- Michelle Williams is obviously great. Well, it's Michelle. And it's, you know, I, I'm here sitting, uh, saying how I liked Walk the Line. And I really like Coal Miner's Daughter, so... Apparently, I have something for biopics about here. country singers, you know? Now, one, oh, you know what? We, we didn't mention, um, what was the James Brown movie called? Get On Up? Get On Up. Chadwick Boseman. Mm-hmm. I have no thoughts because I didn't see it, but. Well, he loved playing real people for a while, didn't he? Well, yeah. Yeah. He had a good run there of Jackie Robinson, Thurgood Marshall. Crazy. And obviously, James Brown. Yeah. So who – do you have any ideas for people to wrap up who need a biopic that don't have one? Because I have three. I have three ideas. Well, I, I was thinking uh, – one of the ones I was thinking about was Cher, but apparently that's already happened. Hey. Um, yeah, let's see. Who? Cool. Uh, let's hear your list while I think of mine. Okay. Uh, the first one that comes to mind is Prince. Uh. Prince gets into very interesting territory. Who can play Prince? I do think somebody could pull off Prince if it's the right person. And I do think that Prince has not enough of an interesting story to be told. His, I think his estate is kind of weird about all of the rights right. and stuff that goes into him. I don't know if a Prince movie will ever happen. It almost feels like if one were to happen, it would have happened at this point. But... I think Prince makes a ton of sense for a biopic. That makes some sense. Does it Purple is... Rain count? No. But. Right. It's, it's like. I don't know. Prince as a biopic is a slam dunk. If they it's can a get little it bit done. of. He's so singularly talented that it might be tough. But. Yeah. I mean. It's all, not all these just, people are. Like, you can pretend to play the guitar. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Right. Where. You know. Uh, so if you can get the voice, which wasn't the one thing that he was the most yeah, sure. you know known for yeah maybe you could pull it off yeah okay uh one that i think would be interesting would be a stevie nicks biopic oh i would love to like i would love get like a into whole like fleetwood, fleetwood mac yeah, exactly you know 
love triangle or yeah or exactly we get into i think it it's a stevie nicks movie but it focuses on fleetwood mac and like the stuff with band and the stuff with mick and whatever i think like that would be really interesting yeah an entire yeah a movie based on the kind of breaking up of fleetwood mac love it would be great good to hear those songs can and anyone then, do the stevie nicks voice i think so you know who can? Do you know who? Do you know who is my dream casting for young Stevie? Let's see, who? Miley Cyrus. Miley Cyrus. Hundred percent. Hang on, I need to project. I mean, it. she and have you listened to? She and Stevie are on a song. They did like a Midnight Sky Edge of Seventeen remix. Oh yeah, yeah. Miley sounds like Stevie, and when she bit. wants to, when she wants. Oh, Midnight Sky is Stevie Nicks. Yeah. And my, I mean, I've said this, Miley is so underrated in terms of a vocalist. She could, she, as young Stevie Nicks, genius. She doesn't look anything like Stevie Nicks, though. Oh, I don't know about that. They can, I mean, the things they do with makeup these days and hair, you've seen it? They could do anything. Does Joaquin Phoenix look like Johnny Cash? No. Put a wig on her, she'll be fine. <laughs> and then the I'm other hesitant. one. Uh, and then the other one, uh, and it's already happened, but I want this to happen in a legitimate way. It needs to be not like a lifetime thing. I... No, this gets into before. Okay. Before this podcast started, we were listening to Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> Wait, is that Bruce... where you're going here? No. Oh. No, Bruce. This, I. Bruce is my guy. I love Bruce Springsteen. He doesn't need a biopic. His life's not that interesting. Read his bio. He's lived. He's lived a life. Right. Just listen to his albums. Exactly. It's. It doesn't need a movie. Uh, the answer is Britney. Ugh. No. The answer is Britney. And the answer is Britney. A Britney movie would be so bad. It doesn't have to. There's be. no way you can make a Britney movie that's good. That's absolutely false. It couldn't happen. Absolutely 0% false. Zero percent. What makes Britney's life different from Johnny Cash's, other than the fact that it was harder and sadder? Harder and sadder. And she's more talented. Johnny Cash's life was harder and sadder. No, Britney's lived a harder, sadder life, and she's more talented than Johnny Cash. I think you're over three on those. No. Mm. His, why was his life so hard? He, I don't know. He was addicted to pills. He went to jail for a little bit. Well, his childhood was certainly harder. He's like picking cotton in the first scene of the movie. Do you think John Britney was in the Mickey Mouse Club, which is harder, working on a farm or being in the Disney factory? I'm sorry. <laughs> you had a mean dad and your brother died. Okay. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. You had to like sing and dance. Oh, what a tough life. Unbelievable. Britney's life was way harder than Johnny Cash's, and that's all I'll hear on that. Preposterous, but continue. That's it. No, go on. <laughs> make a Britney movie, but make it good. It's that's not possible. What are you talking about? She's not that interesting. Do you know whose life isn't interesting? Elton John. It's more interesting than Britney's life. That's How? Saying. How? What's interesting about Britney Spears' life? Don't you work at TMZ, you <laughs> fucking freak? 
Uh, I mean, she's literally just stuck in her house all day. What's interesting about that? Okay, let's uh, let's move on. Do you have any ideas? Yeah, I'm going Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to be clear, if there were a Bruce biopic, of course I'm seeing it opening night. But did it's you, like, did yeah. Did you see Blinded by the Light? Of course I did. Saw it by myself. The Arc Light Culver City. Was it any good? It is good. It actually R- is. Uh, R.I.P. Yeah. Arc Light Culver City. Uh, I know. It actually is good. Yeah. Um, it's kind of weird we haven't got a, a like a Beatles right biopic. I don't know what's going. There must be. There's rights issues rights for sure. And two of them are still alive. Right. And, and also, not that that really matters for. I'm not sure that would be that interesting of a movie. But no. No. It feels strange that, you know, well, the biggest band of all time doesn't Or maybe, like, what? where's, like, the John Lennon movie? Right, right. Exactly. Has there been one? Wait, didn't Jared Leto play John Lennon? Did he? Right? Oh. No. <laughs> oh, no. Jared Leto played his killer. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> he, he gained so much weight to play, what's it, Mark David Chapman? He gained so much weight. To play him? So they made a biopic about Mark David No, Patton? I don't... They might have. Hang on. Is this true? Yes! I hope it is. Oh, God. I hope he just wasn't playing Emeril Lagasse. <laughs> oh, God. I'm typing poorly. This is... He's typing poorly. Yeah. Ooh, okay. Here we go. Oh, Lindsay Lohan was in this movie, too. Oh, my God. The Queen. I mean, talk about somebody who needs a biopic. Lindsay Lohan. Who would play Lindsay? Probably her sister. Mo- it's called... Yeah, her uh, sister. It's called Chapter 27. Yeah, that's right. That's a rough title. Is it all about Mark? Depicting the murder of John Lennon. So that's how you get away with that, I guess. Somehow. I don't know. Like, <laughs> look, look at the poster for this. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Jared no. Leto. Oh God. Judah Friedlander and Lindsay Lohan. One of the worst we have. Wait, did Judah Friedlander play John Lennon? Oh God, no. Well, probably. Who else would he play? Yoko. Did Lindsay Lohan play Yoko? <laughs> Please, I hope so. <laughs> um, who else would I want? Uh, maybe a, a Beethoven biopic. I know they made the. They movie already made the one. The dog. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't he? That's the dog. That's my pressure. The dog. What is he slurping on? Bonnie Hunt. <laughs> I love Bonnie Hunt. Wasn't Beethoven like deaf? But he was, you know, he was the dog. No, the guy. I don't care about. I'm sorry. I'll come out and say it now. Composers don't care. If you listen, okay. no, a John Williams biopic. John Williams, I care about. I, I I love and respect John Williams. But if we're talking about who are we? Beethoven, who are the others? Tchaikovsky. Who else is there? Well, they made a Mozart movie, Amadeus. Mozart in the Jungle. Amadeus. Yeah. Listen, this is Go the ahead. Ho- keep, this... keep naming old composers. You Beethoven, Tchaikovsky, Mozart. We already named all those. That has to be it. <laughs> I think that's it. Actually. Yeah. Here's my hot take. Oh, here we go. They're just pressing buttons. That's not a very good take. You can't... I could be a composer in the, let's say, 1600s? (laughs) When were they alive? First of all... When did they make the piano? Have you seen Big? Tom Hanks in Big... That's what it is to be a composer. People are like, wow, this man's a genius. 
No, he just like hit a bunch of keys in order. Unbelievably bad take. Unbelievable. You could probably be a painter in the Renaissance as well. well. Oh, that's unforgettable. Unbelievable. <laughs> Kyle, we, we cannot get started on painting. We cannot get started on art, okay? If you think if you think if you think Beethoven's a fraud, wait till I start talking to you about, you know, you know Who? Artists. Picasso, Van Gogh, if you will. I can name others, but we're running out of time. Oh, we truly, truly are. Uh, all right, before we leave everyone here, I just wanna speak to our audience about Paw Patrol the movie. <laughs> just Bring your kids to the theater. Everything's fine. Let's get that. Let's get that opening weekend number over ten million, please. Over ten. Let's go. <laughs> Stop barking us out of here. Good night. Bye.